Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Alright, so today we're talking about cameras. I mean, even in the past, what, 15 years or so, technical abilities have gone to crazy levels. No, yeah, it's insane, like how fast... The technology moved on literally like in yeah the span of like five years it's like early to mid 2000s it's like yo i got this crazy canon cool pics that shit has two yo the ashton kutcher commercials oh my god bro (laughs) oh i need that that shit is fire (laughs) if you leave the button press it'll take like three pictures back to back yo that shit's crazy like pops up in an <laughs> avril lavigne music video everyone's like yo oh my god got the turquoise blue model <laughs> you could like have this wrist thing so you can just put it around your wrist and walk around with it, <laughs> it fits in your pocket kind of i mean it is the baggy jean era so <laughs> so you could fit like 10 of them in there <laughs> or each occasion bro. it doesn't matter like it was out there and then all of a sudden you move up like five years and then like androids and iphones start getting like these good cameras that are way better than those cool pixels and yeah i mean even the ipod touches too which is what i had before iphone right same me too no yeah it was like the technology just skyrocketed out of nowhere with that yeah but where should we start like what was like your very first like camera of your own or family camera i should say family camera I mean, my mom had, like, a film camera when I was younger, which I only know of because, like, I see old photo albums and they're, like, Mm -hmm. film shots. Mm -hmm. But I remember having disposables a couple times when I was younger. Mainly, I remember during camp, like, summer Mm -hmm. camp. Damn, you used to pull up with the can? (laughs) Yeah. Stunning. (laughs) I remember actually... For some reason, this role stands out specifically. We went on this trip to Baltimore, and I have pictures not really of anything in Baltimore, but on the bus and in the (laughs) hotel, which is like a bland-ass hotel, (laughs) but I actually have a picture of, like, Solomon. Oh, shit. Shout out to Solomon. Friend of the pod, and uh, (laughs) yeah, like... I have some other roles from camp, and I guess disposables were kind of my early entry. So you were catching them behind the scene shots early. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck landscapes, bro. <laughs> Damn, that's dope. Um, I could probably agree. Like, from what I remember, we used to shoot a lot of, like, disposable. Like, after that, I don't remember much until, like, probably those Nikon and Canons in, like, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But it was for sure, like, disposable film cameras. And yeah, I guess we can fast forward a little bit to those cool pics, Nikon, Super, Zooms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my first actual camera was a Canon PowerShot, which was like a one of those point and shoots that you're talking about. Yeah. And that was like a gift for my 13th birthday. Do you remember like how many megapixels it said it had or, mm. or even like the size of the memory card? <laughs> I would say megapixels may be somewhere in the 8 range, probably. Mm. And memory cards, like if you had 64, you were like, oh my God. 
you're like, I hit the jackpot. Like, you might never need another camera in life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This was it. Like, you were going to pass this down to your kids. But I was definitely one of those shoot a lot of photos because it's digital and you can just delete them. Which is also important when you're first getting into photography because you got to just practice a lot and a lot of trial and error. No, yeah, for sure. Like, I remember my family having one of these too and, like, me and my cousins would just, like take them and like go in the room or go outside and like go off and just take pictures of the random shit or try to be funny and right if that was a film camera you would not do that because yeah. you're not trying to waste the role like that right you have 20 shots counted and you're super thinking like yeah should i do this i'm like yo you better not close your eyes right <laughs> smile properly do whatever you got to do because i'm not wasting my money on this but yeah that for sure like changed the game what was after that? Did you go straight to DSLR? Or I know you mentioned that iPod Touch. How much of the camera did you use? You know what? I just remembered PowerShot was my second. I got this one point and shoot first that was really kind of bare bones. And, you know, I don't know if I'd call it shitty just because it was just my first one. And the PowerShot was like, I remember I was like, whoa, this is like... The interface was just so smooth, like, the picture quality was wild, and it had, like, you could change the ISO, it had different modes that you could shoot in, like, a bunch of stuff, but I I think I got that, like, maybe a year later, because I was just, like, I'm in on wanting to get better photos. Damn. But you had, like, uh... You could take black and white photos from inside the camera. It was, it was. And sepia... I was so in (laughs) and then I think it was like I want to say 15 that I got my first DSLR which was a Canon Rebel T1i yes (laughs) hey that's like a lot of people's first like intro camera to photography yeah or to like a more serious step in photography right um but part of it too was that and we can get into this as well DSLRs had high quality video and like the power shot I took some video on but obviously DSLRs are like another level <laughs> I'm sure they did I'm trying to like remember videos from those cameras but yeah that shit was probably like stop motion bro like <laughs> I mean <laughs> I actually made some I'm just gonna keep name dropping people uh with Adam like we made, hey. he was doing like yo-yo stuff, oh, which he's so into. And we made some just randomly shooting. Like, hey, shout out to Adam, uh, <laughs> freshest kicks in the game today. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. For me, after those family like power shots and Nikon's, I think it was just like cell phones for me mm-hmm. for a little while. I wasn't all that into photography until later on. I have an uncle of mine, Amadi. Shout out to him. He lives in Boston, and every time I would visit, he'd have, like, something new, like, some DSLR. He was all into it. He later on started doing it for, like, money. He had a little business with it. He still does it, but he'd have, like, not just, like, the baseline models. He'd have, like, the slightly bigger with the grip. Now you need, like, almost both hands to carry this right. with the crazy, like, 200-millimeter lenses looking yeah. super professional. You'd think you, like, got a baseball game or something. Right. And I was like, damn, this is dope. And he always had, like, the craziest, like, backgrounds on his, like, computer. Because he was taking, like, these crazy high-res pictures. 
It's like, yo, how'd you get that bird feeding the other bird the worm? <laughs> Seriously, he had like the craziest photos. And he's all into that too. Like he's he's into nature shots and like he'd had this crazy micro lens and he'd had like super close photos of like the random shit and they would look insane because you don't usually see that unless you're like on Nat Geo or something. And yeah, I would say he was like a major influence in me getting into that. And you said he was your uncle, right? Yeah, he's my uncle. And um, I would say that was like, I don't know, like senior year of high school. So also, just real quick, he wasn't like my actual uncle, but there was a guy who I would call Uncle Wayne, who hey. was like a family friend. And speaking of the same thing, he also was into photography and he had the same thing, like long lenses. He actually gave me at one point this 75 to 300 millimeter lens that i used at some concerts and stuff and yeah it's just kind of funny (laughs) like the uncle connection shout out to uncles man like they (laughs) out here changing the world without knowing but yeah so you were saying that was like senior year of high school that was like senior year and then from then on it was like my goal to get a dslr and like get into it so you're saying like he kind of pushed you or motivated you for the dslr yeah, like, I would go over and I'd be like, yo, let me try. And he'd be like, yeah, grab it, like, take photos. Or he'd always have, like, multiple. And, like, if we had family over or there was, like, a party or something, he'd be like, grab that one. And I got this one. Like, let's right. just go around take photos. And, like, he almost, like, had me as, like, his partner in crime. And it was dope. And yeah. Yeah, from then on, it was like, damn, I need to try to buy one of these. And I think I got it for, like, graduation gift after, like, high school. And it was, like, mm-hmm. a Nikon. It was like a D D six hundred six thousand. <laughs> There's so many numbers; it's so hard to remember. D five hundred. I want to say. Man, I, you know better than me. I mean, I remember how it looks. Yeah, I quickly like stepped up to like a D seven thousand that I remember because it's the camera. I I still have that camera, which was like a step up. It was like a bigger camera, high resolution. Yeah, more features and whatnot. But yeah, that was like my intro to it and. That shit was dope. And this was also actually at the time where, not that we met, because we knew each other. Like, we went to the same high school, Mm -hmm. and you were a grade above me. And, like, we knew each other from basketball at the courts and stuff. Yeah, for real. We actually... Small clowns like you on the (laughs) b-ball court. (laughs) And that was a commercial on the East Coast. I don't know if you guys are aware. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I remember actually on Facebook... Back in the day, seeing a shot on Alberto's page, your cousin, shout out Bert, Bert. of him tossing a baseball in the air. (laughs) Sounds like me. (laughs) And it was a black and white photo. I was like, damn, that looks sick. And I just was like, oh, that's dope. And then, I don't know, right after our good friend Dondre at the time messaged me like, oh, Kev, I don't know if you know Kev, he wants to come shoot with us because me and Dondre would go and take photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then we just started shooting like all the time. Like the three of us, sometimes other people would come. For real, that shit was crazy. It was like a big thing almost yeah. at a point where like we were like the only ones doing it, at least from like our group of friends or like our school doing that shit. So yeah, we were just out there just putting like these... <laughs> fucking tumblr type <laughs> photos out there it's just like everyone you'd put it up and everyone would be like damn that's fire like comments would come off and like 
hey, we got a link. <laughs> like, hey, I need some headshots. Everyone would just hit up. It wasn't just the photos. We were, like, also editing, like, adding color and shit. Right. Like, it was a pretty fun time. Yeah, this was before Instagram, before all of that, right. before people even had iPhones where right. they could get good photos. And here we were with these crazy pictures after this whole point-and-shoot wave right. of the cool pics and stuff. That shit makes me feel old as shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the DSLR stuff was such a small window. That's it what's was. crazy, too. It was. Yeah, because once social media hit and, like, iPhones came out. Or, like, Instagram in particular. Right. They go, like, hand in hand. You can say it just, like, took over the whole photography scene in a different way. Yeah, and then iPhone quality just kept getting better and better and better. And now it's just amazing. And it's kind of defeated both DSORs and point and shoots for the average and even serious photographer. Yeah, dude. Like, you know that D7000 I mentioned earlier? <laughs> Collecting has dust. Every dust particle <laughs> in the world on it right now. <laughs> it's like when they're in the Goonies and they go up to the attic and they're searching around all the old stuff <laughs> and they pull out this box they're like, whoa, what's this? Is this mechanical? What is this? <laughs> no, it's true. And you can take the lens off. Yo, another funny story that kind of <laughs> attaches to this. If you remember, like, a little bit after that, this might have been, like, right around the Instagram. It was, like, a year or two later. We got into this 365 slash 66 because I think it was, like, a, a leap year. Leap year photo project so it was yeah. a photo a day for the entire year yeah you had to take a new photo every mm-hmm. day and like post it up for people to see or keep track of it and a bunch of people were doing it it wasn't just us it was me dandre who we mentioned earlier and you my friend tio yeah there was like a, a few of us doing it and other people around the world that would like attach it to like right on flicker it was like flicker. a big yeah it was like a thing And we all started off, like, super strong, bro. Like, January, February, March, just, like, out there. (laughs) June, July kind of hits. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy because you have to, like, take the photo and it looks good because it's DSLR. But then you got to, like, upload that shit to your computer, hit Lightroom or whatever you use to edit, (laughs) export, and, like, put it up. It was, like, a a whole process. Title, caption. Title, caption. (laughs) Lose track of the numbers. Like... (laughs) It was crazy, and bro, by like August, it was like the first time I used like my iPhone to like take a photo and post it, and I was like, oh, that was easy. (laughs) I think from like August on, it was like 95% iPhone photos that I put up, and that was just a sign of what was to come, you know, because yeah, DSLRs died for me after that. Yeah, the captions are just like light work, easy breezy. (laughs) And I mean, since then, you've pretty much, I mean, like you said, with the Nikon collecting dust, you pretty much just use your iPhone for the most part. Yeah, I like dabbled a little bit into film. Film photography. Just to try it out, but that's more of your game. Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, film is pretty much the only other thing I shoot other than iPhone, Mm -hmm. just because... I've also kind of been off the DSLR and part of it is also just DSLRs are so big and bulky. They're a pain to carry everywhere Mm -hmm. and iPhones are small, easy. You always have it on you. 
which, you know, we're getting into pros and cons, which we'll Mm -hmm. get into more in a moment. But film, for me, is more about the type of texture or feel to the photo for certain images. Like, I don't use it for everything, but there's certain shots I'll see, and it's just kind of instinctual, like, oh, I want to get a film shot of this. And especially for stuff with flash, because I love the flash of those old film cameras, which is why I really got into the film cameras in the first place. And the other film camera experience that I've had that I remember is that luckily I went to a college that still had a darkroom. So I got to learn what that was like and see that whole process from actually shooting the film, developing it yourself, making prints in the dark room, like all of that, which was pretty cool. And did that with like 35 millimeter, like a classic Canon A1 basic film camera. But also they had these large format cameras, which were huge and were kind of a pain to carry around. But I remember driving around with them in Nick's car and just going to different spots around like the mountains of Newports and stuff. And it was kind of fun. And I learned different stuff of the camera more from Nick than the teacher, honestly. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, kind of like what we were saying earlier, you got to be a lot more selective with film and it's also more expensive and et cetera. So I only shoot it occasionally. It's kind of rare that I take a shot with it. Yeah. I guess that, like, goes full circle on, like, our experiences with these cameras. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can start pros and conning some of them. Let's start with, like, first for us, which is, like, disposable cameras. Yeah, which I'll still once in a while use if, like, my film cameras have broken a couple of times. And I'll use disposables like in between or something. I mean, the con is that if you have a film camera, you just put in the canisters or the rolls of film and load it up and keep reusing the camera body. Mm -hmm. But with the disposable, you just use it up and that's it. You can't put in new film. So that's, I mean, one big con. And that also, of course, adds to the price of it. Yeah, and it's plastic, yo. Save the earth. (laughs) Yeah. Just buy a film camera and just use the rolls. But, I mean, I guess it's fine. Pro it is that it's really cheap and you're going to get photos. Right. And they're pretty good quality and they have a certain look to them. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've done, like, a whole photo shoot before with them or mostly with them. If I remember, like, Fort Ludique, which was a magazine we tried out. Yeah. Around mobile photography and stuff. Damn, full circle. <laughs> Mind blown. Um, but yeah, we got like a lot of the film shots and they were pretty dope. Yeah. From what I remember. The only other pro I'll add is that, like you mentioned, they're plastic. So they're very light to carry around and pretty small too. So super portable. But yeah, pros or cons. I'd pro it. Yeah, I'd give it a light pro. It's so cheap that it's, it's easy to have. Like you can just always have one or yeah. two disposables on deck. I'll give it a solid pro. I guess let's just keep going kind of in order. So compact point and shoots, cool picks era, 
Pro con. Con that shit, bro. Damn. Nikon and Canon and Sony. They were just stealing money from our pockets. Because <laughs> them shits were like 150, 200. Yeah. And if you look back at them pics, there's a lot of pixels. Hey, man, for the time, <laughs> I mean, it seemed pretty advanced. You look at those pictures and you're like, wait, do I need glasses? <laughs> um, no, yeah, it is true. Like, during the time, they were fine, but it's like one of those cameras where, like, there's, like, no longer any sort of use for it other than if it's just to say, like, oh, look at this cool period piece. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I would say con in terms of them being outdated, but they were also kind of like a stepping stone that you needed, you know, and they almost made cameras cool or at least accessible or a little bit of both. There was like this, what would you say, like five year maybe? No, not even. Not even, right? Like two to three solid years. And they were. Yeah, I would say probably like a little less than five. Like, yeah, not quite five, maybe like three to four or something. Right. And then they were like gone. And I feel like they still. At least for like the cool quote-unquote era of it you know right right because i feel like they still make some versions of them obviously they're like way better right like you're still gonna get good pictures out of them but like no one needs that (laughs) if you have a phone you're almost getting the same thing but yeah so yeah i'd give it a con for using today i would say con for sure Mm -hmm. there's of course a nostalgia factor and it was definitely a camera i look back on being this entryway into dslrs and etc but yeah i wouldn't use it now so dslrs all right this is when it gets real give me some cons i mean they vary in size but like i was mentioning they can be pretty big and bulky some more than others but because of that they're a bit of a pain to carry around and it's not really worth it for the quality unless you're trying to print crazy big sizes or something like yeah the purpose of a dslr like if you're a professional yeah like own it like if you're taking super high res photos of i don't know weddings concerts portraits sure like it is made for you studios like you want that you want the quality you want that sensor yeah but other than that yeah i don't know um i'd give it a light pro it is still like a camera we need if you're looking at any magazine or anything else, it's probably being shot on something up this level. Any sports, photography, all of that, you're getting it probably from a DSLR. So just because of that, I'd give it a light pro. But other than that, I don't really need it in my life. Yeah, I mean, I would say you were kind of looking at it from the angle of general use. But for myself, it's a con just because of the stuff I mentioned. It's not worth it for me to be lugging it around in exchange for slightly better photos and i'd rather just use my phone and sometimes use my film and that's it Mm -hmm. which i guess leads us into film which i talked about before it has limited shots and more expensive and etc what about for you what are some of your pros and cons my biggest pro, and you can say the same thing about disposables, is the turnaround. Like, taking a photo, and you could go a month without seeing it. <laughs> like, you might even be surprised. Like, damn, I took this. I don't even remember this moment. 
especially yeah. if you're drinking or partying. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, that specifically is a very, not divisive, but it's very subjective in terms of some people would think that's a pro, some would think it's a con, especially because with your phone, it's so instant. I mean, on other digital cameras too, but you're seeing the result right away. Yeah. It is true. Like, you could get surprised and be like, damn, this is a dope shot. Like, I'm happy I'm being surprised, but then you can't post it because you're wearing a coat and now it's June. Right. (laughs) But sometimes it also does come out not how you want, and you were, like, waiting for this shot, and you're like, damn. That hurts. Now I can't get it back. (laughs) And Yeah, I'm sure you have more experiences with that since you still shoot it. And, yeah, the other pros is just it is really expensive yeah like parole somewhere between 24 and 36 shots you're paying a hefty price especially if you want like a higher end scan you know like a yeah better and i mean i get them scanned to digital files mm-hmm. but yeah still it's like you pay a decent amount like i think to get developed and scanned to digital Per roll, it's like around 14 or something each from the spots I go to. Plus the roll of film itself, which is like four bucks or something. I mean, some go higher, but I go for the cheaper side, which is like four-ish for the Mm. kind I usually get. And that's a whole other ball game that I'm not into because I don't shoot it often. But I know there's like some higher-end films that you're paying more for. Yeah. They get super pricey. Yeah, they got pricey because of quality and feel and colors and textures. Um, and I should also say that I'm shooting on a like compact point-and-shoot film camera. And there's also other kinds like medium format. And I mentioned large format before. But just in terms of clarifying, because also the prices and stuff change for those as well. Yeah, good point. So, yeah, like when I was shooting film, it was on a 35 millimeter, like fully yeah. mechanical minolta mm-hmm. 101 although that one's a little bulkier mine's more compact that shit was like five pounds like yeah pure metal because it's from like the 60s or something yeah. yeah you can't just carry that around yeah but yeah other than that like the pros are very nice pros like when you got good shots they're fucking beautiful like you're getting colors you don't often get with like digital unless you go crazy editing and even then like you might not get the same feel yeah like the pros are very heavy pros but the cons are like almost defeating i'd go light pro just because it's too expensive but again like if you can afford it dude like shoot that shit because yeah it's different yeah i'd say it's a solid pro for me and the reason why that works is because i only shoot it in moderation so it's not that costly one other thing too film has this nostalgic kind of feel to it and i feel like iphones like these earlier models especially are going to have this similar kind of feel to it Mm -hmm. in decades to come you know still got that iphone 4 bro yeah (laughs) which i guess fully transitions us to cell phone cameras almost all pros unless you own a samsung (laughs) that's true android oh my god it's crazy how like this is not even a joke maybe it's one of those things where like 
we have the photography eye so we could see things that maybe our parents wouldn't be able to tell but i know who has an android (laughs) when i'm like surfing through instagram posts they're like good phones like samsung (laughs) makes good phones but i don't know what it is it just doesn't translate well to like photos or instagram i don't know what it is yeah it's weird so i guess we gotta say like light pro because it depends what device you have yeah iphone runs the game and i guess the google pixel is like getting up there as well Mm -hmm. yeah like even now with like the newer features where there's like portrait mode which they're still kind of working on and it still needs a little work um it's not super flawless yeah to the dslr point but at the pace that like the photography technology has been moving within like two or three years we're i mean they have, already like, have it made they just haven't rolled it out yet you know how it goes <laughs> <laughs> one feature at a time to charge you a thousand dollars that's how apple <laughs> but goes. speaking of that too i remember when we had dsrs we were saying like yo when this depth of field element mm-hmm. comes to phones like it's a wrap for dsrs and it's true yeah i mean even before that too oh yeah it wasn't just that also just the ability to like see it instantly although you can kind of do that with dslr and yes the newer dslrs you can like transfer photos to your phone right away yeah but even that's like another step right from you just literally having it on your phone and video too which we were talking about with dslrs like iphones have great video as well yeah like 4k yeah up there and slow-mo like yeah you have it all in there and it's only gonna keep getting better so yeah i mean i would say major pro for me yeah major pros phone cameras with the asterisk asterisk (laughs) iphones (laughs) (laughs) um yeah major pro like that's probably like apple's biggest success yeah was like fully implementing cameras and i guess you can say touch screens too but that's something else yeah um yeah major pro all right and to finish the episode for this week like we mentioned last time we're gonna try rotating different segments to finish off each episode this week we're gonna do one called the check-in which we've done before Mm -hmm. where we basically briefly revisit a topic we already talked about when there's new information or we've had more time to digest it if it was something new But in this case, we're talking Game of Thrones. It's over. Yeah, so we mentioned it right as this last season was about to start. Mm -hmm. And I don't watch the show. So let me ask you, pro or con the last season, pro or con the finale, like the last episode, and then pro or con the overall show taking into account the last season. So I guess I'll start with the season. I pro it. The season overall has been getting flamed for some reason. Yeah, I've seen a lot of hate on social media. Which, like, I don't understand why. I mean, I'm also not, like, the biggest of fans. Like, kind of watching it just because I have to finish it off. Doesn't mean I don't like it. I did enjoy the show. And it was a pretty good show. But, yeah, I'd I'd pro it. It was one of those seasons where everyone kind of had, like, a theory coming into it. And many people kind of guessed it right. Mm-hmm. Just put it that way. Right. <laughs> like, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or what should have happened or justified the whole series. I don't know. But it just made sense to me. Like, 
I try to put myself in the shoes of the writers and like yeah there's not many ways you can go without it being bullshit or like super fake or like just doing it to like shock people right and light pro the season it was good there was good moments there was okay moments and yeah whatever the finale again (laughs) same thing what do you want yeah they're trying to like round out characters and give you like this is how they're gonna go the rest of their days right i don't know i don't get the hate yeah the characters people love they ended up where i think they should have are you pro or con on who ended up being the ruler yeah it makes complete sense yeah people are super mad at it for some reason because the character has been somewhat useless (laughs) throughout the series but it's like choosing the smartest guy, the wisest guy, all in one. So, like, yes, he should be the one, right? Shout like, out to the underdogs. Exactly. Like, he just makes sense. Yeah. Also, like, just shout out to the people that made it for the first seven seasons. I believe they were following the book by George R.R. R. Martin, I think is his name. Yeah. And the last one, they kind of had to, like, finish up on their own because he never finished the story. Oh, really? So again put yourself in their shoes and again it's not even their original story they're just trying their best to do what they think is best so i think they did a good job and what was the last one as the series like with this last season being completed per con of the whole show i'd pro the whole thing i don't regret starting it and going through the ups and downs i have one more pro or con off the finale I saw people mentioning spinoffs of other characters. Stop it. <laughs> so, pro or con? Con it. Just leave it there. Yeah. There's room for like... Endless. 75,000 The spin-offs. Game of Thrones cinematic universe. Yes. That's like a thing. <laughs> or it could be, but just leave it there. People are going to like it because they're fans of it, but then it's going to end up being the same thing. Like, they'll end up not happy with the ending or something. And it'll ruin just And it'll ruin everything. exactly what we got. And I'll say pro for me of the ending, my Twitter timeline stops being as clogged with <laughs> Game of Thrones talk. Even with me muting <laughs> the hashtag, the name of the show, really can't, like, avoid it. People found a way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. Pros and Cons is part of Cesspool, a podcast network. You can find other podcasts of it on Apple, Spotify, etc. can follow us on social media at Cesspool Network. And for those who didn't hear last episode, we are now on Wednesdays yeah yeah so if you're wondering why this isn't a friday that's why yeah you're not going crazy (laughs) we just switched it up on you real quick yeah so yeah no tune in on wednesdays and yeah i'm jack and i'm cut and we'll see you next week dose